and gentlemen good morning dear friends welcome to another edition of jesus is the answer with kathy eka kundenjingu i am an ambassador of christ jesus and i am your host you are welcome good morning how are you all doing today is the 30th of december 2022 so before we dive into today's message let's welcome our father let's welcome yahweh he is the king of kings the lord of lords the mighty man in battle Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Yahweh, we welcome you. Jesus, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. Father, take over me, take over this service, less of me, more of you. Speak through me, Father. Bless your children, Yahweh. 
everyone who is meant to be here, bring them. And everyone under the sound of my voice, Father Lord, take over them and give them testimony and take all the glory when you are done. Let me disappear so you can appear, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You are welcome. So, let's do, oh, what's wrong? I'm so good. Are you ready? What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around. Turn it around. What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around for my good. I do. What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around. Turn it around. What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around for my good. Hey, come on. The enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around. Turn it around. What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around for my good. What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around. He has turned it around. What the Turn it around for my good. It's a problem with the internet. Oh my God. That's right. We have to thank God. What the enemy planned, what they meant for evil, God has turned it around for our good. If you begin to look at your life, you will say, This is really what the enemy planned, but this is what God has done for me. That business deal that did not work out, they thought you were going to develop high blood and you die. But hey, God turned it around for your good. It worked out in a different way. Because of your problems, you, you, you met people that you never thought you were going to meet. God is so amazing. God is so amazing. I love sound, so let's worship our Father before we dive into the message. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, oh. <clears throat> Yes, Lord. I'm amazed by all you do. Yes, I'm amazed. That's right. I'm Yes, 
you're so full of love. You've been good from these hard times, and yet you're still good to me. Oh, Binigwe. Oh, Binigwe. about you guys but hey God has always been there for me he always comes through for me and I'm sure even in your life if you stop complaining and stop thanking him you will see that it's been God all the way what did I do to this kind of love This is not just a song. This is a message. When we're yet sinners, God came through for us. When we didn't know him, while we're in the world, he protected us. He saved us from a whole lot. And now that you know him, you think he will not come through for you? I don't know what they have told you about God. I don't know what they keep telling you people. Let me reduce this a bit. I don't know what they keep telling you people about becoming born again. Some people make it seems like if you are born again, that's the end of the world. Your life will be so boring. Like seriously, I'm enjoying my life now. I have freedom, liberty, peace of mind like never before. Because I know I have Jesus. And when I have him, I have everything. 
The Bible says in Matthew 6:33, seek him first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added. Let me take you there. Let me open the version, a new living translation. Let me read the version. Listen, there is no way you will be in Christ and he will leave you hanging. There is just no way that you will seek Father and he will not come true for you. Matthew 6, 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. This is a New Living Translation version. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Above everything. Above you seeking to build a home, to get married, business contracts, and every other thing. All these worldly things. That title that you want to get, you are following up with your career. The most call you doctor, this. You have to achieve this academic level and all these other things, your business, whatever you want to have children, you want to get married. They are all good. Those are additional things that God has given to us. Those are plus, like they are a bonus. But the Bible says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Another version says, seek him first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added unto you. When you seek the kingdom of God, meaning when you are peace with God, you live righteous, you live a holy life, you are safe. God will give you a wife. He will give you children. He will give you a career. He will give you that business contract you are seeking. That title you are seeking, God will give you. That respect you want in the society, God will give you. This boy is singing. He said God came through for him when he was yet nothing. He had no anointing. He had nobody to fight for him. He is our father. God came through for him. And now that he is serving God, you think God will not show up for him more? Of course he will. And that has brought me to today's message. This music, I didn't plan to play it, but hey, like I always say, less of me, more of God. When I'm here, it's no longer me. The Spirit of God takes over me. I was reading the Bible this morning. We're on a three days fast of restoration. And uh, my pastor has given us scriptures to read. And Jeremiah 33, 3 is one of the scriptures. So I was like, okay, I'm going to read the whole of Jeremiah 33. So I turned my Bible to Jeremiah 33. Then I was like, hey, let me read first Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> God is amazing. The way God speaks, I don't know about you people. There is no way you will seek God and you will not find him. There is no way you will. I, I, I preached the other day. I said, let us involve God in our every day-to-day life, our activities, everything we do. God speaks to his children. It's not because I'm a woman of God. He speaks to you as well. God speaks to us all. We suppress that voice. I think you might be thinking it's your mind. It's not always you hear him loud and clear like somebody is talking to you one-on-one. You'll be speaking in your mind. All you need is the spirit of discernment. As he's speaking, that's how the enemy is also speaking. But you will know if it's God. It comes first of all with peace. 
There is no anger. There is no bitterness that the Spirit of God comes with or that he speaks to you with. When you're having this rage, there's an anger of, a holy anger. Let me put it that way. When God is angry with his children, like they are not praying, they don't worship him more. That is different. But there's this one that comes with rage that the enemy will be telling like, don't forgive, hurt them, do this. Remember what they did to you. That is the devil. Because God is all about love. God will tell you to forgive. He will tell you to let go. He will even convict you. He will make you see reasons with him why you have to forgive that one. Because you go to him as well, asking him to forgive you. You yourself, you are not holy. So why won't you forgive somebody else? I shared with you last time, a little cousin of mine that is staying with my mother, how she started misbehaving, you know, and uh, I was angry when my senior sister called me because it was not the first time they complained. I was like, okay, let her write her final exam, her GC, and she goes back to the father. The mother was my mother's um, sister. She's of late. Her stepsister said, so let her go back to her father instead of causing trouble, like giving mama a headache. Mama is already old. She has enough. Her hands are full. She just needs rest and take care of her, herself, right? Not somebody will be adding stress. You'll be thinking, oh, where is this child? When is she coming home? Why have they not done this? And, you know, we said, we don't want that. So while I spoke with my sister that evening, we concluded. After her GC, she's going to go back to her father. I, the next morning, I woke up as I was taking my bath to go to work. God started speaking to me in the bathroom. Listen, God listens and he pays attention to everything we do. God is everywhere. I am telling you. God spoke to me in the bathroom. He said, you are saying they should send her back to the father because she's misbehaving. What if that were to be your mother's biological child? Where would they have sent that child? And I breathed. I was like, wow, father, this is true. If that were to be my own blood sister, like same mother, same father, where would they have sent her? That is the father's house. She will stay there. All we need to do is correct her child. Either you beat her for coming back home late, or you say we will not give you any pocket money for doing this. Because my father used to do that to us as well. When I didn't go to church on Sundays, the Sundays that are absent from church, he would say no pocket money from you. Look at somebody who wanted to become a reverend sister. You didn't go to church on Sunday. You do this or you miss, you know. There were different ways my father would correct us. So why not correct her also than sending her back to the father? I was like, Father, it's true. I made a video that morning and I shared it. That video is even on Facebook on my page. I shared that video because each time I have a message, it's not just for me. I'm God mouthpiece. I have to put it out there. As I'm learning, I'm sharing with others. God asked me that question. He said, where will you send her? If that were to be your sister, you correct her. So there is no way that you will be seeking God and doing things and God will not speak to you. He helps you. Even the, he helps us. Even the message I shared two days ago when he rebuked me while we are at work, I and my colleague and talking about our boss. He did something, we're angry. Yes, we had every right. But now, we didn't limit it. We started talking about his personal. Oh, that's why he's like this. That's why he's doing this. And God said, that is gossip. God helps his children. That is how you know that this is God speaking to you. The way he will speak, he will correct you. 
if the enemy wanted to talk to me about my cousin, you know what the enemy would tell me? Yes, it's true. You are even doing a lot. Why? They are ungrateful. Yes, send her back to the father. She's an ungrateful child. And that's how, and then you have this rage, this anger in you. You'll be like, all I'm doing is just to make sure that this child has her education, pay her fee, give her allowance, cater for her, her clothes and everything. All she needs to do is just stay at home, you know, do the house choice that is there. There are just three of them in the house. There's nothing much. Go to school, come back, not loiter around. What else do you want? And God made me to understand that she's a teenager. Puberty is kicking in. So all of those things, she needs guidance, not chasing her away. That is God right there. That's how God corrects his own. The enemy will be, she's ungrateful. You owe her nothing. Anyway, what was your relationship with your aunt? For real, what was the relationship? What did she do to you? But they don't need to do anything to you before you pay them back. You have to be good as a child of God. You don't need to pay somebody because somebody did something good to you. We don't have to wait for people to do things for us before we begin to repay them. You carry the mark of Christ. What was Jesus doing? He was going about doing good, doing kind, showing people love. Even those who were not his followers, he healed them. We say we are Christian. We are walking in the way, the manner that Christ walked. We are his follower, meaning we have to emulate him. What would Jesus do? As I always ask, if you find yourself in a situation, what would Jesus do if Jesus were to be in this situation? What will he do? After I preached, I was so happy that morning. And I thank God. I told my sister, so listen, she will stay. All we need to do is just correct her. If she doesn't want to be there, when her time comes, she'll pack her back and tell her aunt, Auntie, I don't want to stay here again. I want to go back to my father's house or whatever. But as long as she is there, we'll only correct her and sponsor her to the level that she wants to go. And I was so happy. That's how God speaks to his children. It's not always that you hear the voice you say, oh, I am God. I'm telling you, don't do this. No. If you're waiting for that voice, you wait till that kingdom come. The day I was praying and I was crying and I was asking him, and I heard, have I ever abandoned you? Who was I praying to? I was praying to Jesus. So that was him talking to me. I heard the voice, have I ever abandoned you? Because I was crying and asking questions. I said, Father, why is this not, why is this, why, why, why? And I heard clearly, have I ever abandoned you? I said, no, Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. That is how God speaks to his children. He will not call your name, um, um, Bole, I want to speak to you now, I am God. No. When I heard that is gossip, who will rebuke you? And it's in the Bible. God frowns at it. That is God right there. This morning, God spoke to me a whole lot. I was just like, wow. I sat on the couch. I picked up my Bible. I had to read Jeremiah 33. For some reason, I said, let me read 29, 11. And this is what I found. And this is what God spoke to me about. Let me go there with you. If you have your Bible, turn to Jeremiah 29, 11. I started with 11. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord, there are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. 
In those days, verse 12, when you pray, I will listen. Did you hear that? Verse 11 says, I have a plan. So says the Lord. There are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you an expected end. Another version says that, to bring you to an expected end. So he already has a plan for us as we are here on earth. God has already planned our life, mapped out already. God already knew that I will be a woman of God. I grew up, I had the desire to become a reverend sister, to work in God's house. I loved God, I've loved the church. My parents were teachers and they were transferring us like almost every two years, they'll send my father to a new town. We'll go there, we'll start. Before you know, we are going somewhere else. Before you know, and it, it got to a stage at one point when we finally got to Kumba, it was like, no. Like he was meant to open schools. He was a headmaster. They will send him, before he went to the secondary school, he started as a head teacher to open schools. Most schools that have fallen down, that people really did not care. In some villages that will send us, they will be there one, two years. Once that school pick up, they send him to another school. And each town that we went, I was the first always to discover where the church is. I would go to the church. I remember while we were in Guti, I was about eight, eight years. I was always at St. John Parish. They had a, a church and a, a, um, a hospital there. And in that hospital, they had a church. I would leave where we were staying. I would come down and worship with the patient. There was a church for the patient, and then there was another church for like other people. But this small chapel, is, how do they call it? Chapel for the church for patients. I would go there at times and I worship with them. And you will see that this child, like I've always loved to be around the brothers in the church there, who were not reverend fathers, they used to call them brothers. I knew them and they were friends to me. They would go, I would go, I would sit at times, eat with them. They would drive with them. There was this particular one. He would always bring me home, drive me with their car. And my mother would be like, my mother would be like, Mbole. my parents were not really going to church back then. They were not really going to church. They were Catholic, yes, but they were not going to church. But you will find me where there is a church. And I said, I want to become a reverend sister. Growing up, before you know it, I went my own way. Started living in the world. Puberty, teenage age, or what you call it kicked in, started doing things here and there. And God had a way. He had a plan already for me. So even though you are going this way, I will bring you back. You've always loved me. God said that I broke down. He said, you have always loved me. He said, what the enemy did, I blend it. Because after a while, I was, I was feeling this emptiness in me. I remember 2016 when I gave birth to my daughter. I was this big. So I did a keto diet and I lose weight. And I stood in front of my mirror. I stood in front of my mirror, not once, not twice. And I looked at myself. I said, wow, this beautiful shape. I will not go to hell. I said that words are powerful. I said, this beautiful shape, I will not take it to hell. I said, I will take it to heaven and I will dance makosa. And I just said it and I laughed. And it's not once, it's not twice. I looked at myself and I admired myself. I said, well, this is my beautiful shape. I will not go to hell. I will take this body to heaven and I will dance Makosa for Jesus. I was just saying it. I never knew the next year I was going to repent. A year later, 2017, I repented through my woman of God. And she was evangelist. I fell in love the way the woman would come and talk about Jesus, about God. It was all about righteousness, about love. 
like I was feeling this emptiness in me because I'm married, I have kids, I'm working. But there is, you lack something. You feel this lack, this emptiness that was Jesus that was lacking in my life. I feel complete now. I rededicated my life. I was watching the videos, doing the fasting, but I was still living in sin because I was still gossiping with my friends. When they called me, I still had unforgiveness. We will still do this. Yes. 2017, 18, 19. But I realized there about 2019. Now my relationship was stronger with God. When I do these things, I will cry. Even at that, God was still helping me, just like this boy sang. That when we didn't know him, yet he came through for us. 2018, God spoke to me. I was praying. I was doing a midnight prayer. And he said, Mbole, love, love. I was like, what is this love? I didn't even know that was God talking to me. Before you know it, he revealed that I had unforgiveness in me towards my senior brother. You might be like, oh, I don't have, I don't hate this, anybody. I don't have unforgiveness. I'm not this. I just want to be myself. But deep inside you, you know, you'll be pretending. But deep in there, somewhere, it takes the spirit of God to reveal it to you if you want to. God saw my heart. That I wanted him. And that's why he came to me. And we can't pretend. You can't go to God with motives. He's God. He's all-knowing. God had to help me when he showed me a dream on the 4th of August of 2020. In this dream, we were in a room waiting to be judged. It's like I have died. But the dream, I was going to meet my sons where they were playing football. They have gone for football with their father and I took my daughter. And in the middle of the road, it was dark, like it was about to rain. We ran, we entered a house, we saw a building. We got in there, there were other people in there. Lo and behold, everywhere was dark. I tried to look through the window. I saw another house on a heat-top. But you can see it faintly when the, 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 the lightning will flash, then you will see so as I was looking through the window to see how the weather is outside, I turned to look at where we were in the room, like I was done looking outside, and I realized everybody was crying. Then it occurred to me that where you are, you are not going back, and you are not making heaven. You are going to hell. I started crying. I was offered a seat. I sat on the floor wailing. If we were 20, only one person was making heaven. Among us, all we're all crying. Except of this, for this one lady. She was there like a born-again Christian. She wore her nice long skirt, pleated skirt green. I can see it with a white blouse and a very, with a nice high heat, probably six inches. She wore them so comfortable. She was just going up and down the room praying like she was ready to meet God. We were all crying. There were people of all colors. There were white people. There were mixed. They were all crying. And I said, Father, forgive me. I have forgiven all those who have hurt me. And later, God was revealing things to me. It means I had unforgiveness in me. This lady took her scarf and placed on my head. And I knew that was it. I'm taking my last breath. 
Before you knew it, I felt like current was running through me. And I woke up. I was on my bed in my room. When I woke up, I didn't have an understanding of that dream. I thought the world was about to end. Because that's what I told my husband. As I had a dream and the world is about to end. It was later on, God started revealing to me. God started revealing to me. Each time I explain this dream, I have a revelation. God will give you a word. Before you know it, he will explain to you today. He might give you an understanding today. You come back tomorrow, he will tell you something. He will show you something deeper. Same with the Bible. You might read a verse today. He gives you an explanation. By the time you are reading it for the second, third time, he's explaining something else. That's why we have to read the Bible. God speaks to us through his word. It's not all the time we will hear him audibly. Read your Bible. God is talking to you through your Bible. I was blown up this morning while I was reading. When I got to verse 12, he said, In those days, I will, you will pray, I will listen. When I read past verse 12, verse 13 says, You will look for me. Sorry. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Jeremiah 29, 13. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I was like, whoa, that is it. I could not read past that verse. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Then, an encounter I had on this dining table on the 8th of February of this year. God flashed that to me. I remember God said, your engagement with me will determine how far you want me to go with you. I said, Father, you are talking. Hmm. I don't know if people are understanding this. He says, your engagement with me will determine how far you want me to go with you. And Jeremiah 29, 11, 29, 13 is saying, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I have read the Bible. but I can't remember ever seeing this scripture. Of course, I can't have every scripture in my head. I always quote Jeremiah 29, 11. 13, I have never quoted it. And God has given me 10 months or 11 months ago, February. He said, your engagement with me will determine how far you want me to go with you. In other words, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Seek him first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added. Have you seen the connection? Seek God. If you engage in his things, you take his things seriously, you are praying, you are doing good, you are kind to people, you stay away from sin, you are worshiping God. He said you will find him. He will go far with you. And if you look for him wholeheartedly, you will find him. Looking for him, Father, I want to know you more. I want to have an encounter with you. I want to worship you. I want to do every, like I want to live a life pleasing to you alone. You are looking for him wholeheartedly. That's my prayer point every day. Father, I want to live a life pleasing to you. No matter what I do, I don't care what people say. As long as God symbolic, that's fine with me. I am okay. I don't care what people say. 
First of all, I'm that one that nobody can even convince me. You can't tell me anything. Like, there's no way you tell me. Don't. You might talk, I will just sit and listen. But I know what I know. Like, nobody can stop me from seeking God. Nobody can stop me from following God. When I read it, Keta My Life 2017, I never thought of becoming a woman of God. The dream of becoming a reverend sister had long died. I've passed that stage. I knew, okay, that's it. I'm now married. There's no way I'm going to work for God. I'm not going to any, uh, um, what's it called? Theological school. Nobody has ever prophesied to me that, oh, you're going to be a woman of God. So I didn't even have it in mind. I went there seeking God because I felt this emptiness and I wanted to make, to, to have a relationship with God, to live right and make heaven at the end of the day. And God saw my heart and he had already designed this because it's been my destiny to work for God. And that's why he said, what the enemy did, I blended it with my plan. Okay, they say, you will not work for me as a reverend sister. No problem. You are living in the world, doing things of the flesh. But you know what? You will not be a reverend sister. You will be a woman of God. If you are a reverend sister, you will be confined in a convert. But now I'm going to use you. You will be my mouthpiece. You're, you will speak to thousands of people. To millions of people in the world, they will hear you because I know what God has told me, the promises he has made for me. And today he was even reminding me. Just a few days ago, he spoke here. He said, your time has come. God called me. He gave me this assignment. He gives me specific instructions. He has told me things to do. It's a matter of time. I'm all sold out for God. I'm not going back to the world. There is nothing in the world. You don't need to be a woman of God before you live a holy life, before you say, oh, I'm sold out totally for God as a Christian. And we are all called to preach the gospel. Not everybody will have a platform. Not everybody will be at the pulpit. But even at your home, at your place of work, whatever you are doing as you are a child of God, do it genuinely. They will see you. They will be like, this is a good person. They will see the Christ in you. You are serving people. Serve them wholeheartedly. God told me last year, December, he said, Mbole, you'll be a mother to so many. I will pour in you love and you will give out. And I will, like, people will come to you, you will give them love. You will show them love. Because I went through something where I was discriminated upon. Somewhere I saw hate and discrimination for no good reason. And I was like, Father, why this? So he's like, he's allowing me to witness it. So that when somebody comes to me and says, this is what I'm experiencing, I know, and I will know how to console them. Because he had told me three good times, he said, love, not for your sake, but for my sake. The other time he said, you don't need to know them. Like, I don't need to be friends with you before I show you love. God himself is love. My ministry is that of love. It's all about love. It's no show. It's no show. This is reality. God is so amazing. He was speaking to me. After I read this, I could not pass verse 13. I was like, whoa. And this is your engagement. What he spoke to me on the 8th of February. I wrote it down. I have a book where I write my dreams down or my encounters down. I said, your engagement with me will determine how far you want me to go with you. I was like, this is what God is saying. It's right here in the Bible. In the book of Jeremiah 29, 13, say, if you look for me wholeheartedly, 
genuinely like i want to be i want to live a life pleasing to god i want to seek god i want to make god my everything there is no way you will not find him and he went further to verse 14 what even made me to just like father i hail you like this is it verse 14 says i will be i will be found by you like if you look for him, verse 13, remember verse 13, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Verse 14, I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. Amen? Amen. I will restore your captivity. Sorry, I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I send you and bring you home again. To your own land. This is what I want you to get here. I will end your captivity. I will restore your fortune. He will end your captivity and restore your fortune. We are on a three days fast. Can somebody close the door for me? Okay. He's, we are on a three day dry fasting in our ministry. <laughs> and the title of the fast is restoration. So when I saw this, restore your fortunes, I was like, Father, this is it. God has restored me. <laughs> Receive your own restoration right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive it. God has restored me. We are on a three days fast. And here he's showing me restoration. He's, he gave me this word today because I don't know why I, I had to read Jeremiah 29. I have an assignment to read 33. I was like, okay, let me go and read 29. And 29, 13, 14, he said, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. Whatever the enemy has stolen from you, wherever they have put you, they have tied you in chains. There is stagnation in your life. You are not moving forward. He says he will end it and he will restore you. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. May God set you free from every area of captivity in your life. Is it in your finances, in your marriage, in the lives of your children, in your career, in your business? May he free you. May he begin to break all those chains and may he restore you your future, your fortunes, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You are restored in Jesus' name. Receive it. Just believe, and it is done. When I saw this today, I was just screaming. I was screaming. I don't know if somebody is feeling this, if you are getting this. God is so amazing. He's reassuring me that the first thing you, you are doing, this is it. I will free you from everything that is holding you, every delay, and restore you, your fortunes, your blessings, your star, your gifts. God is so amazing. God speaks to us, people of God. Do not play with his word. Read the Bible, and when you are reading, ask him, when you are reading, ask him to open your eyes so you can see beyond, you can understand and hear him clearly. After that, I just sat on the couch with the Bible on my lap, and I was just wow, wow, in the whole time. It blew me off. I was like, how come I've never seen this? 
And God started speaking to me. And he said, tell my children to worship me. I wrote it down. This is the paper. Unfortunately, you can't see, but you can hear it. He said, he said, tell my children to worship me more. And they need to have patience. Because I have set dates and time for everything. We should worship him more. And we need to have patience. Because he has set dates and times for everything. What is this telling you? You who goes before him, you are praying, asking him, oh, Father, give me this, give me that. And it's not happening immediately. You lose hope. You are like, ah, I've been praying. God is not answering me. Let me go my own way. Let me do it my way. Or I don't even believe. I've even been sure there is God. Don't say that. As you are listening to me today, God has brought freedom to you. If you didn't know this, know it today. That when you pray, believe, and have patience, and learn to worship God more. This 2023, anyway, there's a message. We'll say that on Sunday. But for now, this is what you need to know. Worship God more. Have patience. Because he has set dates and time for everything. So whatever you are asking him, if he's not answering you immediately, it's not yet time. There's this popular saying that says, Denier, uh, delay is not denial. Right? So when God has not given you, it means he will not give you, but it's not yet time. Have that in mind. And hold on to your prayers with faith. Because without faith, we can't serve God. Without faith, we can't please him. We don't need to see before it begins to happen. Remember to seek him. And you can't go to God with any other intention. See, God knows it all. So it's funny when people come and they pretend that they want to serve God. I don't know if they want to impress the man of God or the woman of God or their pastor or people around. Because God sees your heart. Like me who is coming here and preaching, I'm saying all of this. If in me, right deep inside of me, I'm not holy. Like, I'm not seeking to please God. Do you think I will still be here? Like I can't pretend now. For how long now? Close to two years. You'll get tired. There's no way this can. But you see, each day, there's this excitement and happiness. Like, I want to grow, and I'm growing. Each day, it goes to a different level. This 2023, you will see me on a different level of preaching the gospel. And it's all about holiness. It's all about Jesus. It's all about salvation. That is what I'm called to do. To bring people to Christ. Tell them about Jesus. About salvation. We are all going to die. Believe you me or not. Accept it or not. We will die. And when you die, where is your soul going to? That should be our worry. Where are we going to? Yes, go to work. Work. Earn money to pay your bills. But think of your salvation. What will happen if you're driving on your way to work and you have unforgiveness in you, you have hatred, you are fornicating, you are doing adultery, you are cheating, you are telling lies, you are gossiping. You are doing all of these things. You have anger issues. You don't want to forgive. You don't want to let go. And you are involved in an accident and you die. My brother and sister, you will not make heaven. Hell is where you will go to. And I don't think it's a good place. I didn't see hell, I didn't see heaven while I was waiting to be judged, while I was in that waiting room. But the feeling alone, 
I knew it was a bad place. Everybody there was crying except for one person. And God later told me that one person represents the percentage of people who will make heaven. That's how small it is. The devil is busy sending people to hell every day. You might think, I'm not talking to this girl. Oh, I will not forgive them. Look at what they did to me. I will show them. You might think you're doing all of that. You are doing yourself good. No. Unforgiveness is holding you down. You will not see God. In that dream, I was crying. Say, Father, forgive me. I have forgiven all those who have hurt me. It means I had unforgiveness in me. Because how did I know in the dream that I have to say I've forgiven those who've, who've hurt me? Meaning I knew in my real life that there are some people who've hurt me. When I woke up and I had the understanding of these dreams as time was going by, I owe nobody in my heart. I, like there is no unforgiveness in me. There is no hatred in me. There is no barbiting in me. What you see is what you get. This is me. I'm not leaving this for anybody to impress anybody but for God. Because I know if I miss heaven, it's me who will suffer. I had a taste. I don't even want to have that dream again. I had a taste in that dream. Like you are somewhere, you know, there is no turning back. They say there is no repentance in the grave. It is true. I tasted it in that dream. In that dream, I knew this is in Bole. You are finished. You can't repent now. But God being God, he gave me a second chance. Not everybody will be opportune. I didn't even know. Going to bed on that day, I didn't know I was going to have that encounter. My dear brothers in Christ, seek the kingdom of God first before any other thing. Make peace with God. Have a relationship with him. Love God. Look for him wholeheartedly. He will deliver you from every curse, every bondage. Whatever they have spoken over your life, whatever sickness you have, he is willing and able and capable to heal you. And he is going to restore you. Seek the kingdom of God first. Make peace with your father. Serve him wholeheartedly. God is good, he is kind, he is faithful. He never, never leaves his own. On that note, I will leave you. Read the book of Jeremiah 29. The whole of Jeremiah 29, Matthew 6 and 33 should stand out for you. Matthew 6, 33. Those are the scriptures for today. Matthew 6, 33 and read the whole of Jeremiah 29. I pray as you read and study the word, may the Spirit of God reveal things to you. May he himself begin to teach you and minister to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Until we meet again, go out, spread love, share love. I love you all, the love of God. You are blessed.